This episode is sponsored by ByHeart. And I feel like I need to preface what I'm going to say with this. I'm a huge advocate of breastfeeding. Anyone who knows me well knows that nursing is something I believe in. And all five of our biological children were breastfed until they were 19 to 23 months old. However, we also have fostered and adopted, and I've been so grateful for formula companies in those situations. I'm also grateful for formula companies because our last two biological children, I really struggled with my supply and did all the things, spent so much time and effort, and just was never able to produce enough for them to be able to gain weight and not be hungry. And so I was so grateful for companies like Byheart. Byheart is an infant nutrition company built from the ground up to deliver real innovation on behalf of babies and parents. Their mission is simple, make the best formula in the world. Using the latest in breast milk science, Byheart created a clinically proven, easy to digest infant formula that's made with organic, grass-fed whole milk, certified clean ingredients, and features a patented protein blend that gets closest to breast milk. They're made with certified clean ingredients. It has no soy, corn syrup, GMOs, or palm oil. Curious about Byheart? Redeem your welcome offer at byheart.com forward slash podcast with code crystal for a limited time. Additional terms and conditions apply. So go to byheart.com forward slash podcast and use crystal to get your welcome offer. Amwar makes getting dressed easy. With a clothing rental membership from Amwar, build the perfect wardrobe with brands that are high quality, unique, and recommended just for you. All you have to do is take a five-minute style quiz and select items from your dynamic, personalized closet. The styles show up at your door in as little as two days. Then when you're ready for new clothes, just swap them out for new-to-use styles. Now, I mentioned on the podcast recently that I have been pregnant or breastfeeding for four and a half years, and that season of my life came to a close recently, and I was like, I forgot I can wear normal clothes again that don't need to be breastfeeding friendly or constantly changing in sizes with a postpartum body. And so now I'm left with trying to figure out, well, what do I wear? What is my style? I can't even remember. And styles have changed so much in the last few years. And so I've been having fun experimenting with different types of clothing. And I love that Amoir has allowed me to try some different styles of jeans and kind of step outside my comfort zone and figure out what I love, what works for my body type, and to not have spent money on things that I was like, "Mm, actually, this doesn't work after I wore it a few times and realized I don't really like it. And so it's been a great opportunity for me to try out some new things and help me to define my personal style. And I also love that the style quiz, the different suggestions that they gave after I took the style quiz, it was right in line with what I would want to wear. And so I have just loved this service and I would love for you to get to try it out and get a great deal. Right now, my listeners can give Amoir a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit amoir.style forward slash crystal. That is amoir.style 
A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash crystal to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Amoir today. Welcome to the Crystal Pain Show, where we help you embrace your life right where you are and give you practical steps to get to where you want to go. Now, let's get a cup of tea and spend a few minutes together. Here's your host, wife, mother of three, and entrepreneur, Crystal Payne. Welcome to another episode of the Crystal Payne Show. As I told you last week, we are so excited to have John Eldridge in studio this week, and we're going to continue our conversation that we began talking about falling in love with your life and just living a truly fulfilling life. John has a new book that just came out in February. Yes. Okay. So just a just brand new, hot off the presses book called Get Your Life Back, Everyday Practices for a World Gone Mad. Welcome to the show, John. Thank you, Crystal. Great to be here. Like I was telling you before we started, this is the first book that I've read of yours. I've heard of your name for a long time and your wife's name, but I am kind of unfamiliar with you other than the context of this book. So I would love for you to introduce yourself to me. Tell me just who you are. And you said you've written 15 books. It sounds like you have a wealth of information. So introduce yourself to to me and to our audience. Right. You're not the only one who doesn't know who I am. Uh, So I'm a therapist, uh, live in Colorado, raised our family there. We have three boys who are now in their 20s, married, doing well, starting families of their own. And um, kind of early in my uh, practice as a counselor, I began writing and discovered that I love it Mm. and that I'm wired for it. And so that grew and then it grew to the point that now we have an organization that um, takes most of my time, so I don't really private practice anymore. Um, but I try and do it through my books. I try and help people just kind of think through their life, heal from their past, figure out where they're going through my books. So mm-hmm. I get to sort of be a, a counselor to many, a therapist uh, through my books, and love what we get to do. Just love it. I was just listening to a a book by John Maxwell yesterday. And he was talking about how he influences so many people through his books that he'll never get to meet in person. And so I love that how you're doing like continuing on your counseling practice through your books. It's a real honor. It Mm. really is. And then to run into a fun story, the shuttle driver from the airport Uh figured out who I was and get this, he was a former heroin addict Mm. who got one of my books. And because of the counseling therapy kind of angle in the book, like we really try and help people with their heart. Mm. He got free. Wow. Wow is right. I'm like, what? Like, that's incredible. So yeah, when you get to meet someone whose life you've touched, it's a pretty special thing. And the ministry, tell us a little bit more about your ministry. Yeah. So we, our bread and butter is we do retreats for men and retreats for women, uh, mostly in Colorado. So I wrote a book called Wild at Heart that was kind of a big deal and um, touched a lot of men's lives. But I think about half the readers were women (laughs) because they wanted to know like, what makes men tick? How are they wired? Um, And that continues to do well. And 
Uh, so we do Wild at Heart events for men, a four-day experience. And it's it's pretty deep work. It's we We go after childhood wounds and healing sexual brokenness and really trying to help guys get back on track. Um, and then we do the same exact thing for women that my wife, Stacy and I wrote a book called captivating together. Mm-hmm. And so we do these captivating events and, um, mostly in Colorado, but we also do them around the world. We do them internationally. I know you guys like South Africa and you've got a heart for that country. We've done, we've done them down there. So that's such a need to, I feel like so many people are walking around wounded and they don't even recognize it. And so going back to healing those mm-hmm. wounds so that you can live in wholeness. Mm-hmm. We, we all are. Everybody's somewhere on the spectrum of wholeheartedness. Mm-hmm. We all want to be heading that way. I want, I want more wholeheartedness for myself and, and I want it for others. So let's talk about your new book, Get Your Life Back. What inspired you to write this book? You know what? I actually didn't intend to write this book. Um, this was for me. Mm. I I just got really dry. I got really exhausted, really fried. The world mm. that we live in is just nuts. And it just mm. spins us all up and, and you get really wired. And, and if you keep, I mean, everybody has a crazy day mm-hmm. and everybody has a crazy week. But when it turns into a crazy life, um, it really dries you out. I got, I got really dry. And, and so I just began, I be, just began to say, I, this is not the life I want to live. I want my life back. I want my soul back. I want, I want to be a human being again. And, and so I began to do some very simple things just to kind of reorient my life and take back some of the real estate that I had just given away to freneticness and to frankly technology and media and 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 you know the addiction everybody has in the world right now right to their smartphones and stuff and did some simple things to begin to take it back and then I shared it with my friends Mm -hmm. and they're like this is so helpful and then I shared it with my team and uh and then I'm like okay maybe it's a book after all so talk to me about you you kind of recognize that you are really dry in your soul. Was this something that it was months in coming, years mm-hmm. in coming? Like when did you kind of wake up and realize that? You know, one of the startling moments was we have little grandchildren now. Stace and I are, um, we've got a little three-year-old and a two-year-old and a one-year-old. And I, f- I found that I could play with them for about five minutes mm. until I wanted to check my phone and check my email and plug back into the grown-up world. And I'm like, whoa, like I adore these people. And then I was noticing Stacy in the morning, you know, we'd be doing the morning routine and she'd be trying to tell me something in the kitchen and I was not present to it. So I started noticing these symptoms I didn't like. I'm a reader. I had stopped reading. Mm. Stacy had given me a mountain bike for Christmas. I had stopped riding my bike. I, like I, I abandoned those things that give me life in order to keep up with this frenetic pace that I have kind of fallen into. And I didn't like it. I didn't like, I didn't like who I was and I didn't like what it was doing. And, uh, and it, it was over time to answer that your question. It, it was over about a year and a half period that I realized, whoa, I have fallen into a way that is sucking the life out of me. And I don't think I'm alone in this. I'm mm-hmm. looking around going, I think this is normal, mm-hmm. right? This is everybody's new normal. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy. So I decided to hit the pause button. 
So when you recognize that and you're like, something needs to change, was it really hard to untether yourself if you've gotten so used to just checking your phone, checking your email? Tell me about that uh, process. Of course it is, right? We are all deep in this. And and so it just began some really simple things like this. I noticed the first thing I did in the morning was to check my phone. Everybody checks their phone first thing in the morning and then you're gone. That's it. You are in the matrix. You, you know, it's the crisis text. It's the email that you forgot to answer. You know, it's the latest, you know, shooting in the news. And so what I, I began to do some things like I don't check my phone first thing. Mm-hmm. I make a cup of coffee. I look out the window. I say some prayers. I let myself be a human being again. Mm-hmm. Right. And then in the evening, I, you know, I just take work home and do email and, and I realize, okay, about eight or 9 PM, somewhere in my evening, all technology gets shut off. And Stacy and I have a real conversation and we, you know, play a game or take a walk or, you know, just at the end of my day also, trying not to end it with technology, giving a little bit of space before bedtime to read a book, listen to some music. So that sounds so blissful, but the reality is just yesterday I was teaching a coaching session for my mastermind and I was talking about not having email on your phone and multiple people were like, I can't do that. I run a business. There's no way I cannot have email on my phone. So tell us practically how was that for you? Like, was it very, was it really hard at first? Of course it is. Of course it's, and it's not a new law, right? I mean, if there's sometimes that I check email, mm-hmm. you know, before I go to bed, there's sometimes I need to look at my phone when I first wake up in the morning. Cause you know, I, I've got a trip and what's my flight status. Mm-hmm. Or, so that's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. That's okay. It, um, we're not trying to add a new law to everybody's already burdened life. But the thing is, I love the fruit of it. And if you love the fruit of it, you'll do it. That's the thing. Like, if you like it, you're like, oh, I like this. I feel better. I am less spun up. Mm-hmm. I, and so, you know, five days out of seven, you know, four <laughs> days out of seven, I'm doing okay. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm I'm putting some of these things into practice and it's really helping. I love that. So it's not legalism, but it's grace and it's that when you you do it because you know the fruit of it is going to be worth it. You enjoy it. Mm. it really, some of the fruits of these, it's almost immediate. Mm. So there are things that bring people life who are listening to this show right now that they used to do. And my suggestion is go get a few of those back. Mm. For me, it was my evening walk. Um, now, I love the outdoors, and I love to get in the wilderness, but I live in the suburbs, and I have a real life, and I have a company, and I, you know, but I can do my evening walk. I can do that. That's doable. 20 minutes. I can fit that in, and I've just, I just realized it's not a discipline anymore because it brings me joy. It brings me life, and it's where I untangle from my day. I just, you know, we have a couple golden retrievers, so I grab the dogs, and I just head off down the street, and I take my evening walk and I can just feel the day falling off of me. Mm. So tell us about, you talk about certain practices in this book, um, get your life back everyday practices for a world gone mad. And you've, you've discussed some of those, but I'd love for you to, there were some specific ones in the book that you talked about. What were some of those that you feel like these really made such a difference for me? Yeah. So it's really funny because the first one is the one minute pause. 
60 seconds. I realized I never stop in my day. I never pause. I go from phone call to phone call to email to email to meeting to email to, you know, and on my commute, I'm listening to the news and catching up on podcasts and my life is busy. And, and I realized I didn't just, I never stopped. Mm. And so what God invited me to do is, John, just start taking a 60-second pause a couple times in your day, just 60 seconds. I know it sounds so simple, but it has been this huge reset. And then I found some brain research that shows that it actually does like literally reset you. You come back with more focus and more concentration, more clarity. So it began for me at the end of the day, pulling the driveway, totally spun up from the day, frazzled, haggard, fried, angry, whatever, you know, turn off the ignition. And I realized I don't have to jump out of the car. I can sit here for 60 seconds and I can let it go. I literally lay my head down on the steering wheel sometimes. And I just, I just lay my head down and just go, I let it go. I let it go. I let it go. That email I shouldn't have sent that I'm totally regretting now. You know, I let it go. I let it go. So that was when it began. And then I would f- began to try and do a little 60 second pause between phone calls. Mm-hmm. Just pause between that thing and this thing, between this meeting and the next one. Just pause. It became so wonderful that our staff now does it. We've got a little organization of about 19 people twice a day. So 10 and two bells ring out in our building and everybody knows it's the 60 second pause Mm -hmm. and we're not doing anything. You just, you just stop because the soul needs to do nothing once in a while. Like you just literally let it not be productive. And then, like, you can feel your shoulders lift. You suddenly, you're aware of your breathing. You're like, oh, okay, I'm back to myself. I, I just came back to myself, right? And then you can go on in the day. So the 60-second pause has become really, really a lifesaver. I was thinking that this would be something that moms could do with their kids. Right? That they could just stop, you know, the stay-at-home mom. She's got these young kids teaching them the power of just pausing and quiet and 60 seconds. We can all do 60 seconds. You really can. You really can. And, and what's funny is a friend of mine is a young mom and she is doing it with her kids. And so this became so helpful for us. We actually built an app. Mm -hmm. And so there's a free app you can get called the one minute pause. And it kind of guides you through, you can set a couple times a day that you want to be reminded to do it. And there's a one minute, there's a three minute, there's a five and there's a 10. And I honestly thought nobody's going to do the 10, right? Nobody's going to do it. But this has become so wonderful for people that half of our users now, we have about 30,000 users on this app. Half of them are doing the 10-minute pause. Wow. And I'm a little embarrassed because I never use it, (laughs) but it's helpful. And so for me, like the three minutes might go to, like I can, I can get three minutes in my day. I can do that. And it's enough to really be a reset. And so you can play that with your kids back to the mom thing. You can literally play the little app and there's music and it kind of guides you through just a quieting experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Super, super fun. I love that. And so the app actually, does it have where like it will ring like an alarm on your Mm -hmm. phone? So it's all Mm -hmm. pre-programmed. Yeah. Yeah. When you, when you get it and download it for free on the app store, it'll ask you, would you like to be reminded a couple times a day when, 
until you get to set your own times, you mm-hmm. know, and go, well, you know, seven in the morning would be really good and 7 p.m. or whatever it is. Noon, remind me at lunch, you know, to take a pause. And then it just gives you a simple little notification. Hey, time to take a pause. And you can ignore that. It, it, again, I ignore it. I ignore it sometimes. I don't always get to it. I get reminded every day. I don't do it every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. We will link to that in the show notes. And I, I need to go, I need to go download that because I, I don't think, did, do you talk about that in the app in the book? I don't know. Cause we, we developed it after I wrote the book. Okay. And uh, so we'll get it in some future print. That's what I was going to say. Cause, yeah. it, Cause everybody's like, how do I do this? We just, we need the app. Although it's funny. Cause it's yeah. like, we're like untether from your phone and then here, here's an app for you. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, I just knew that's where everybody is, right? Exactly. So let's just start where yeah. we are. Let's be kind. That's right. As much as I would love to be a monk, <laughs> I really would. I would love to live in the South Pacific. You know, it's not going to happen. I, I have a real day mm. and I have employees and I have lots going on. So we're like, put it on the phone. Everybody's mm. there. And then, and then you can get a little bit of sanity back. And it's meeting people where they're at, Yeah, you know, and recognizing that we're not going to go throw out our phones, but let's see if we can use them well and use them in a way that they're actually going to benefit our life because it's going to remind us to stop and pause. Yes. What are some of the other practices that have really impacted your life Mm -hmm. in addition to the one minute pause? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Let me name another. So as a therapist, I was really concerned with some of the rising data of depression and anxiety in the world. Anti-anxiety medication is the leading pharmaceutical in the world right now. And I believe in it, by the way. I believe in medication. It can be incredibly helpful. And my wife, Stacy, uses antidepressants because if your neurochemistry is off and you're trying to fight that, like that's, that's a hard hill to climb. Mm-hmm. If you can get just your biochemistry better, get it regulated, you do better. And so I'm a big believer in it. Mm-hmm. However, I'm like, what are these trends? What is going on here? And I think what's happened... Crystal, is that um, because of our phones, because of the age of technology, we are now aware of the heartache, the trauma, the news, the crisis of the entire planet every hour on our devices. Like your soul is like village sized. Mm. You, you are meant to know and care about a limited sphere of people and things, right? And love them and help them, not the entire planet. And so I began a practice that I call benevolent detachment. Mm. I'm not angry. I'm not cynical. I'm not checking out. But there's some point in my day, I have to let it go. I got to let it go. I was just listening to the Australia fires. 1.9 billion animals have died. And like that just breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. Like that takes me out. And at some point in the day when you're getting this and that and this and that, you got to let it go. You got to learn to let it go. And that's really what I use my pause for. When I pause for me, it's let it go time. And so whatever it is that I'm obsessing over or thinking about or the story I just heard or let it go, learning to let it go. And the beautiful thing is I can do that for 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't know that I can promise I can let it go for a life, (laughs) you know, I can do it for 60 seconds, mm. right? And it, it is, it, I, I can feel it unburdening my soul. I can feel myself detaching. And, and as mature adults, we actually have to learn to detach from the chaos and the trauma and the drama and the, you know, 
we got to learn to detach. And so that practice with my pause, I kind of layer those two. I take a pause and I let it go. And I do it at bedtime too. Stace and I have have had to do this at bedtime now. And we get real specific. Like we release our kids. We release their needs. We release my aging mom. We, we just, at some point in your day, you got to let it go. So talk to me about, you know, it's easy to hear the phrase, let it go, mm-hmm. you know, but mm-hmm. what does that actually look like for you? You're verbally, mm-hmm. sounds like you're verbally mm-hmm. out, saying out things. Yeah, yeah. So um, I have a faith. And, and I believe there's someone who loves us and cares for us. And he's got the whole world in his hands. And so I, I give it back to God. Mm-hmm. I give it back to God. I just kind of recognize my smallness, mm-hmm. that I'm not meant to rescue the world as much as I try. And I recognize my own neediness, mm-hmm. that I'm the one that needs rescue. And so I just say something like, God, I can't carry this. I can't carry. I literally say it out loud. I give you my kids. I give you my mom. I can't carry this right now. I'm going to put this back in your hands for a while. And if I need to take it up again tomorrow, then I will. You know, if I, and I have to get involved, I will. But for right now, I just let it go. Mm. I let it go. And so I think that verbally actually, you know, sometimes we can think it in our mind or Mm -hmm. I want to let it go, Mm -hmm. but verbally actually saying it is that release. Yes. Yes. And there's actually psychological research that shows that naming it reduces its emotional weight in your life. And so when I get off a phone call and I go, whoa, that was a really hostile phone call. I'll say that out loud. I'll go, that person was really hostile. Mm -hmm. And it reduces the emotional impact on me. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Wow. And so to do it, you're absolutely right, Crystal. Like to say it out loud, I give this over. I release this. I'm heartbroken about the fires and I release that now because I can't carry that. Mm. And you, you will feel physically, you'll feel your body like be less tense mm. and your, your shoulders like, Oh, you're kind of, oh my gosh, I didn't even know I was taking short little breaths. And yeah, it's, you'll see the fruit of it. You'll experience it. Well, I was thinking for the busy women who are listening, who their day starts the moment that their feet hit the floor and, you know, then there's just all day long, they're being stretched and pulled at and kneaded and mama and, you know, all of a sudden all day long. And sometimes I think that we don't even realize what we're carrying. Exactly. You know, we're carrying so much and the weight of all these people's problems and our kids and our husband and the future and all these things. And then the news and the media. And so I think that stopping and pausing, but then also actually verbally naming, yes. like, what is it that is weighing on my shoulders? Yes. Well, I'm concerned about my child who's struggling in school or I'm concerned about financially or, and just letting that actually mm-hmm. go, naming it and then letting it go. I just, I love that. I actually, yesterday I was carrying around this heavy burden for the situation in my life and I literally laid down, set my timer for 15 minutes and I just did what you talked about in the book of just naming it out loud. Mm. And it truly did turn around my day because I think I didn't realize that I was feeling like I needed to micromanage the situation. I needed to control this situation. I needed to carry this when I couldn't. It's way bigger than me and I'm not in control of this. And that practice helped 
my day completely mm. turn around mm -hmm. and just taking that time to verbally yeah. say it out loud. It was yeah. really powerful. Yeah. Okay. Let me give you another fun one. So this is another easy, accessible practice. Um, I call it drinking beauty mm -hmm. because right now, as we're sitting here in your lovely studio, the sunlight is coming through the windows and it's absolutely beautiful. And you can hear a few of the birds outside. Like our world is actually saturated in beauty like rainfall and the wind in the trees and the city streets at night, like the music and texture and um, because our souls need beauty. And it was really interesting as a therapist, I began to, in working with really traumatized people, discover the healing power of beauty. Mm. Get this, people in hospitals recover faster or release sooner and need less pain medication if they simply have a window. Wow just a window looking out on nature because beauty heals, beauty restores. And busy people and busy moms and busy dads and all of us, actually, you can let beauty back in your life. You really can. It's all around the frost on the window pane, the music that you love to play in the evening, something like I, now I'm like craving it. So like fill your house with beauty, the photos that you love, the magazines that bring you joy, like let beauty back in because it's it, six seconds, 10 seconds. You can just pause, look out the window and go, wow, that's really beautiful. I let that into me. Mm -hmm. I, I receive this beauty as a gift and it is so restorative. Mm -hmm. It's be, just become a total go-to for me of like, where's the beauty? Mm -hmm. Where's the beauty? Be, because in the freneticness, you know, we just blast past it look at that sunset. Listen to that song. Like, look at that fabric. Look at those flowers that your neighbor has. Like six seconds, 10 seconds, like busy people actually can do that. And like letting beauty back in because beauty heals the soul. Mm. I was thinking this would also be an exercise that you could do with your kids, of yep. teaching them to be noticers and how we see what we look for Yes, and how you know, I want to help our kids have their brains wired in a way to see and notice what is actually around them and use their senses yes. to actually take it in and appreciate it because it is really evidence of our creator all around us. Yes. Right? But so often I know a season of my life where I was so busy, I realized that fall came and I never even noticed that the leaves had turned on the trees, right? which we live in an area where it's gorgeous in fall, but I was so busy with travel and speaking and work. I was like, how did I miss that? And mm -hmm. I, I really purpose, I'm never going to do that again. So now it's like, you know, when it, when it comes close to fall, I'm like, there's the leaves are turning. There's, there's a few leaves turning on trees, you know, just making myself take the time to yes. notice that because we can, we can just rush through life and miss out on so much and so much in just right in front of us, the, yep. the people in front of us and yep. the beauty and the way that God has wired them yep. as well. Cause we're just like, we need to do this and do that and do this and do that. Yeah. So yeah. That. The, here you were so busy. The very thing you needed was right in front of you. It was all around you. Look at the trees. Right. So now I, 
I will collect the leaves. I'll bring one in and I'll put it on my desk at work. Like, look at this maple leaf. Mm. It's so beautiful or pine cones and stuff. I am really intentional about grab it when you can't mm. grab it when you see it and, and let it like minister to your soul. Let it, let it do. It's wonderful. Soothing. See, it's a fascinating thing. Why do we send flowers to people? Mm in the hospital or, or to people who have, have suffered a loss. Like we, we know it intuitively. This will comfort you. Beauty comforts. Beauty assures us. Beauty is the promise that everything's going to be okay. So like, get it back, gang. Like, mm-hmm. let it back in your life. Thank you so much for sharing with us today. And I just want to encourage everyone, if this podcast has in some way just sparked something in you that you're like, I want more of this. Like, I want to get my life back. I want to start finding some practices that will really heal my soul and allow my soul to breathe. You need to get a copy of John's book. It's called Get Your Life Back, Everyday Practices for a World Gone Mad. And of course, we'll link to it in the show notes. And I am super excited for what God has for you for your future. I'm so excited for people to get to read this book and to hear the stories, maybe in a future shuttle driver of someone who, you know, his life or her life was impacted by the principles in this book. So thank you so much for writing and thanks for being with us today. Thank you, Crystal. Great to chat with you today. As always, if you have any question on any topic you'd love for Jesse and I to answer in a future episode, or you just have feedback or suggestions, or you'd love for us to change something or do something different, we love to hear from you. We love your emails. And so you can send an email to crystal at moneysavingmom.com. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode of The Crystal Pain Show. Have a great week. And remember, you can't always choose your circumstances, but you can always choose your attitude. Thank you for joining us today. For more great resources, please visit crystalpain.com.